Back for another episode, people. All right, let's do this. Hey, everyone. Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Thank you. My God, I always enjoy that uh, cheesy clap there in the beginning. Woo! Oh, man. A double applause today. You people are too freaking kind. Alrighty, uh, for everyone that's listening to the Frankie D Show right now on YouTube Live, make sure you subscribe to the Frankie D Show on YouTube. Give me the thumbs up, ding the bell. Whatever you're supposed to do on YouTube, do on YouTube. If you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now on any of the recorded platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever the hell you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you uh, sub- subscribe, follow, whatever the, you know, you know, whatever the hell you're supposed to do on those. Just keep listening to me. I appreciate it. And if you want to follow the Frankie D Show on the social media platforms, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. All right, so just remember the Frankie D Show and you will be able to find me. Sound good? All right, cool. Last week was the uh, one-week anniversary. One, one week, my bad. One-year anniversary show of this, uh, of the Frankie D Show. Didn't really, I did have something planned. Like I said, I was supposed to have a call, you know, have a guest and stuff. Didn't, so I uh, tried to make it the best show I could for you guys. Sorry if it uh, fell a little short, but... I got a little more to talk about today, so this one should be, you know, hopefully a little bit better. My guest that I was supposed to have on last week, I saw if he could come on today. He's said he couldn't, but he should be able to next Friday. So as long as I could come on next Friday and he could come on next Friday and nothing happens, we should be okay. Sound good? Cool. Uh, yeah, I talked about the time... To- um, not Tommy Fury. I talked about the Jake Paul boxing match last week, and I was saying I think he's probably going to box Tommy Fury. And it is, like, confirmed now, at least pretty much confirmed, that on August 6th at Madison Square Garden, Jake Paul will be boxing Tommy Fury. In the beginning, he just said he was going back into the boxing ring, Jake Paul. And, I, you know, I didn't know who the hell he was boxing. You know, they, they didn't announce it. But then I saw the other day he put some tweets up, Jake Paul, and he was like, Tommy Fury backed out of the first fight. Now that he's trying to back out of the second fight, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I gave you everything you wanted, Tommy. He was like, $20 million, bunch of money, tampons. Let's see. Uh, Jake Paul, Twitter. I want to see this tweet now. Uh, You know, there's actually even a little... uh, Video to it, to this. I will have to give that a check. Uh, Tommy Fury, you. I'm gonna read the tweet first though. Tommy Fury, you pulled out last year. Then you agree to fight me now, but your dad is trying to pull you out again. We've given you everything you asked for: twenty million or two million dollar purse, VADA testing, tampons. You have twenty four hours to clear this up, or I will never give you this opportunity again. So. Uh, there's that. Wait, where the hell did his Twitter go? 
Okay, I think I'm back. Jake Paul, there we go. Uh, there's a video to this. I wasn't even planning on playing this, but now that I'm talking about this, we're going to uh, play this. All right, so this is what Jake Paul had to say. He posted this may- possibly on YouTube also. This is from his uh, Twitter, though. Hold on one second. Put this volume up. Uh, here we go. Yet again, I wake up this morning to another text from my manager saying that Tommy Fury is pulling out of the fight. We agreed to all of the terms. Everything is ready to go. We're 45 days away from the fight. We agreed to his $2 million purse. There we go. We agreed to Vada testing, extra flights, uh-huh. extra rooms, extra tickets to the fight. Uh-huh. We're scheduled to have a... What about the tampons? You told me... See, that was it. He didn't mention the tampons there. In the original tweet, he mentioned the tampons. Now Tommy Fury is like, wait, you said I would get my... Oh, my, oh, the tampons I needed. See, you're not giving him the tampons. He needs the tampons. If you don't give him those tampons, he's not boxing you, dude a press conference next week in new york his whole entire team was like yeah everything's good we're signing the contract today today it kept on getting pushed it kept on getting pushed till now what's the excuse oh i can't come and i can't do it because my dad can't be there with me during the fight well tommy your dad has been banned from the united states for 15 years you've known this the whole entire time he's a criminal he's not allowed in when you fought anthony taylor in cleveland neither tyson nor your dad were there with you in your u.s day geez i'm looking out Holy crap, Jake Paul has some, like, big pepperoni nipples. He's shirtless in this picture here, and his nipples are freaking huge. My God. Debut. And now, all of a sudden, you need your team with you? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I will agree to not have my team around me during the fight week. I will agree to not fight with my coaches in my corner. We can both fight solo, dolo, just like Devin Haney was going to do against George Cambosos. This is what real boxers do. This is what. Well, how would you really know what a real boxer does? I mean, really, you haven't boxed a real boxer yet. I mean, you know, you've had you've had boxing matches, but you haven't boxed a real boxer yet. So, Tommy Fury would be your first. Let's see. Real boxers—they make fights fucking happen. Well, that You're might, scared. That, that part's probably true. Real boxers do probably make fights happen. That I'm not uh, disagreeing with. You claim you're a professional boxer, but you don't want to make the fight with me, who you've talked so much shit about. There, there has been a lot of shit talk about him. Who you said you will spark? Who you say I- I'm nothing compared to you? Where's all that shit talk now, Tommy? Where is it, Tommy? Come on. You're a fucking atypical professional boxer who does A fucking typical. Doesn't want to make this fight actually fucking happen. This is the biggest opportunity of your fucking life. And the big, and you know what's actually funny? It probably, in terms of money, it probably is the biggest opportunity of Tommy Fury's life. You're fumbling the fucking bag once again, Ooh. and I can't believe how fucking stupid you are. Very stupid. Fucking idiot. Dumb ass. My God, Tommy fumbles. Tommy fucking fumbles. You know what I just realized? Uh, it looks like my chat is not working again. If if uh, someone's here and they want to put a chat in, uh, try it and we will see. I can't really tell. It looks different than usual. Maybe it, it'll work. All right, so um, so yeah, that's what Jake Paul had to say. Now, Tommy Fury did do some responding to that. So let's yet keep, again. Whoops. I wake up this ah. morning to another text. Real quick before uh, I move on to a topic, I, I wasn't even planning on top and talking about this again. Really, I just wanted to mention that he had an opponent. But real fast before I uh, go to a next the next topic, let's check out Tommy Fury's Twitter because he did respond to this. Tommy Fury, 
Twitter acting so fucking stupid. Okay. So, there's a pinned tweet at the top from 22 hours ago uh, on Tommy Fury's Twitter. On August 6th, you're going to wish you uh, stuck to fighting those paid-off MMA fighters and kept my name out of your mouth. Official press conference and tickets on sale Wednesday, June 29th at 11 a.m. Well, I'm looking forward to this, honestly. I mean, I always look forward to people wanting Jake to get his face smashed and then him winning. So, I, I do hope he wins because... That'll make more people pissed and more people say, I hope he gets the shit knocked out of him and stuff. And then, uh, you know, it's just funnier. And sooner or later, he will get his ass kicked in uh, the ring. But he's playing it smart strategically. He keeps making money moves and keeps going up uh, in terms of skill each, you know, time. First starts off with a YouTuber, then a basketball player. You know, go from YouTuber to an athlete, athlete to an MMA fighter, an MMA fighter to a better MMA fighter. Now, maybe an MMA fighter to a shitty pro boxer. I don't really know if Tommy Fury's shitty, but from what everyone's saying, he's shitty, which is funny because he's undefeated from what I saw. But maybe he'll go from then, you know, a shitty boxer to a little bit better, better. Uh, I don't know. I respect the money he's making with this, and I respect that he just keeps pissing people the fuck off. It's pretty hilarious. He's in... Not trying to please anyone, not trying to be like, hey, you know, you know, I'm an alright guy. You know, I just, I like boxing. I want to get, you know, he's like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm the best fucking boxer out there. And, you know, in his head he knows he's not, but he's getting attention and making money. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to go on to the next topic then. I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't even going to talk about that today. But now that we are in uh, August 6th is going to be the fight. I'll probably be talking about this in the coming weeks, you know, when the press conferences, shit like that. I'll, you know. So, if you guys don't like hearing about Jake Paul, sorry, but I'll be talking about him more in the, uh, probably in the next few weeks. All right, so the first main topic I want to talk about is about Obama, Barack, our old president. Apparently, I, you know, I remember I, at least his wife, but maybe the both of them, I actually, I do think the both of them, but I separate shows now that I think about it. They had big deals with Spotify to do podcasts there. Now, uh, now they didn't have, I don't know if they had a podcast together. Uh, I think Michelle had her own podcast and Bru- and uh, Brock was doing it with Bruce Springsteen. He was doing a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Pretty sure that was all through Spotify. They had good deals there. Now, for whatever reason, they parted ways with Spotify, whether that was their decision whether that was Spotify's decision, whether whatever it was, they're not with Spotify anymore. So now they got a big deal with uh, Amazon, a podcast deal to do it on Audible. Now that that is, I don't know if they're going to be exclusive to Audible. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that. I don't know. You know they have Amazon Music. You think I don't know they would try to do it. To Amazon Music, but I'm, I'm, my guess is Amazon Music might be somewhat successful in the music category. Now they do have podcasts on there. They might not really give a shit if you're you, if you're listening to podcasts on there or not, or maybe they're doing final podcasts on there. I don't know. But Audible, I mean, I never hear anyone talk about Audible, so maybe they're like, oh, we need to get more people onto Audible. I, again, I don't know if they're exclu- if they'll be exclusive to Audible or if they're just trying to get the name out now with the headlines. But they got a big uh, $20 million deal with Audible. Now, why not AMP? 
I've been talking about AMP for so many weeks. I might even try AMP out after uh, the podcast here. Uh, you know, it, it's their, like, radio platform, even though it's really not radio. It's kind of upsetting, but they should have made it more radio-ish. But, you know, it's close enough to radio. They're live. They can play music. No chat. You could get call-ins. And the, the platform so far really isn't doing that great. You know, they're trying to sign people. They're just not doing great. And I think it's because they made it too social media. And a lot of people say they want it to be even more social. But to regular listeners, like podcast listeners that just like, you know, there's a completely different feel to it that people don't even really realize. But anyway, that might be a show that might draw people. You, you know, you get people, uh, you know, you, that'll just want to listen to Barack, whether they hate him, love him, same with Michelle. I think this podcast they are doing together. I got an, a New York Times article here, or a New York Post uh, article here that we'll talk about it. So we'll see what it says. But uh, these other shows they're signing, I mean, honestly, they're probably not signing them for too much money. But still, people might want to hear the, uh, you know, them live every week, at least once a week. They might want to call in, talk with the president. That'd be pretty cool, right? Talking with the next president. But I don't know. The way that platform is right now, I, I don't. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I, still, I think it'd be cool, though, if you could get them on a live platform. Even like Sirius XM if, or Terrestrial Radio, which I know they probably wouldn't do. But it's cool just to have them on a live platform where you could call in. But maybe AMP would be too social media-ish for them. But anyway, let's see what uh, it says in uh, the article here. One second. Okay. So, yeah, New York Post article, if anyone wants to check it out. Barack and Michelle Obama Inc. podcast deal with Audible after Spotify exit. This is making Spotify exit sound kind of like Bad, like, oh, we ended on bad terms with Spotify. Maybe they did. I don't fucking know. I really have no interest in listening to either of them. You know, there it used to seem like, you know, politicians, even if they were looked at as scummy politicians, they at least wanted to do their job. I swear, especially the Obamas. He, They wanted... To be president, you know, Barack wanted to be president just so they could get famous. Not so they could help the country, not so, whatever. Just because he wanted to get famous. I mean, I don't know. It just, I mean, maybe the Clintons also. I, I remember a few years ago, apparently Bill Clinton was making a speech. They were paying him like $10 million or 20 or whatever. They were paying him a ridiculous amount of money just to make a speech. I'm like, it, it's just like, being a public figure or all you wanted to be, you didn't really want to help anything out. Like, I feel like Obama, Michelle, like they're more known for going on TV shows and now doing podcasts and being public figures. Now, I mean, you know, they, they do need jobs and stuff. So it's like, I guess I understand it. Why would you want to go back to doing a normal job? I don't know what the fuck they do besides podcasts, but. Uh, you know, why do they want to go back to doing a normal stressful job when they could just talk, but. I don't know. He ended up making a lot more money, probably, I'm guessing, after being president than while he was president, just with a normal president's salary. 
So let's see what we got here. The production company run by Mich- uh, run by Barack and Michelle Obama has agreed to an exclusive first look podcast deal with Amazon-owned Audible just months after they were dumped by Spotify. So this is making it sound like Spotify dumped. dumped. It literally says dumped by Spotify. So this is making it sound like uh, Spotify did not want them anymore. So I guess they weren't bringing too much money into Spotify or else why wouldn't they keep them? Higher Ground, which was founded by the former president and first lady will produce audio content for the Amazon-owned outfit that will reflect the company's uh, shared mission to tell meaningful and entertaining stories that elevate diverse voices and experiences, according to a statement from Audible. Is, is Bruce Springsteen uh, involved in this? Because he was doing a podcast with Barack. I, again, what the fuck is up with that? Out of all people, you're going to do a podcast with Obama, you're going to do it with Bruce fucking Springsteen. And honestly, Bruce Springsteen, what are you thinking? What you're going to do it, bro? Like that, nothing about that combination makes me say, Hey, I want to listen to this podcast. Now, maybe if Bruce Springsteen were like, Oh, I'm going to do a podcast with Bon Jovi. Maybe I'd check it out. They're both from Jersey. You'd be like, Oh man, these Jersey dudes getting together. Why don't we throw Frankie fucking Valley in there with, them? I don't know. Obama, you do a podcast with, uh, oh my God, if you did a podcast with Trump, that'd be just freaking insane. I'd listen to probably to every episode of it. You know, you do it, you know, maybe with another politician. I don't know. You know, it's something, but it, it just seems like, you know, especially more on Obama's end, but either way, it's like, hey, we, we're both famous and we're like kind of opposite. You're in the entertainment industry. I was president. Man, this could be, I, I don't know. It just seems, there's something that just seems so fucking fake about it. I'm not digging it. So, uh, let's keep uh, moving on. The deal with Audible is likely to offer the Obamas a chance to reach a wider audience since the Amazon-owned firm offers original content on all major audio platforms, according to The Hollywood Reporter. All right, so it sounds like they're not going to be exclusive. I think Spotify, they were exclusive. They could only be on Spotify. It looks like this Amazon one. Well, what's even the point in saying Audible then? If you're just going to be, you know, with Amazon, why not just say Amazon? Like, you know, when you say Audible, it sounds like you're going to be exclusive. The only thing I could think of is since people probably don't really think of Audible that much. It's like, oh, well, now we got to check out Audible. But really, they're going to be on all the fucking platforms. The Obamas were reported to be frustrated that the exclusivity deal with Spotify, which they signed in 2019, was preventing them from reaching wider audiences on more platforms. I look, they were giving you lots of money, probably. And they want to make them be like, I don't know, the new version of maybe terrestrial radio, we'll say. To, to you know, where every, they just want everyone and their brother to be on Spotify, whether they're listening to talk shows or listening to music. Now, Trust Your Radio was different, you know, especially with the fact that it was live. Uh, But, you know, that's, you know, with TV and radio, that's where everyone was. If you saw something and were talking about something in the entertainment world, it was probably on TV. If you were listening to music, most likely in in your car, just from a radio. But there was, uh, you know... Everyone was just on it. It, it. There was a sense of like community with it because you know you went into school the next day, you went to work. Everyone could be talking about the same thing. Now people are in every, you know, play. There's this app, that app, that app, this streaming service, that streaming service. 
So I think what Spotify wants, especially by signing Joe Rogan, and they have all the music, and they have Call Our Daddy, and they have the Obamas, they just want everyone to be on their platform. So, I, you know, I don't, you know, the, the Obamas, they're, like, pissed. It's like, well, we, can't, we couldn't reach a wider audience. Well, they were paying you money, and you're, I don't know, you technically, if you were doing good shows, could have been one of the pioneers of Spotify. Hey, we we brought this to be way bigger than it was even than we thought it could be. Like, we thought it would pretty much just be music that would make it huge with some big podcast. But now everyone and their brother uses, it. and a lot of people do use Spotify. But there's still a lot of people that don't. People listen to podcasts everywhere and get music from all different places. All right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so. The fact that they were frustrated over that, yeah, go fuck yourself. I, I would love to have a deal with Spotify. <laughs> uh, at higher ground, we have always sought to lift up voices that deserve to be heard. And Audible is invested in realizing that vision along us, alongside us. I'm looking forward to partnering with them to tell stories that not only entertain, but also inspire. Barack Obama said in a statement issued by Audible. All right. I'm just skipping the rest of this article. I want to go down because I want to see what uh, some people had to say about this. Some comments here. This uh, Miss B said they want to sell their name without doing any actual work. Uh, let's see. This person said they are traveling through the industry collecting checks. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. Um, delete one said, if I had any stock in Spotify, I would sell it. Obama's really helped Netflix. This person, Mark Kennedy, I think I dislike her more than him, but it is a slight gradation. Both bad people. Damn. Um, let's see. Anything else good here? Not really. Let's say Obama, the community organizer who organized nothing but hatred and division. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, uh, I mean, Amazon has so much money, it's not really a loss for Amazon. They could do, you know, whatever, if a three years, five year contract, if they're really not making any money, they might get rid of them. Might not. What the fuck do they care? They got so much money. Well, yeah, you know, I I don't remember if I talked about this the other week. Conan O'Brien got a big ass fucking uh, deal from Sirius XM, like a hundred fifty million dollars. I don't know if that's divided by so many years. If it's a hundred fifty a year, I don't really know what it is. He's got a Conan O'Brien needs a friend. That's his podcast, and he's got Team Coco, which I think is like his podcast company. Now, I think they were already like on, or kind of like co-owned or something by Stitcher or something when uh, I forget when Sirius but I don't think it's when they bought Stitcher when they bought a company I don't know now it looks like Sirius just completely bought or that Sirius XM just completely bought the Team Coco company that's what I got from it and I think Conan's even gonna make a Sirius XM channel now I don't know if his podcast will be live on there Conan might just be producing a channel. Maybe he will make live shows. Maybe he'll do a live show. I'm not too sure what the deal with it will be. But I don't know. I'm just you know, I'm just mentioning this now because it's another big podcast deal that's been made lately. There's a lot of big podcast deals that 
have been made lately. The funny thing is, are you know, to an extent, these are popular uh, podcast. Well, not the Obamas. Who the fuck talks about the Obamas podcast? I've never heard anyone talk really talk about the Bruce Springsteen and uh, Barack Obama podcast. But Conan O'Brien, sure, an Apple podcast. I feel like I always see him in like the top fifty or something. But I feel like. I don't know, what is Sirius uh, accomplishing by buying this podcast? Now, if they're putting them on a channel and people got to subscribe to them and a lot of people subscribe, all right, I see the money there. If they do it only on Pandora and Stitcher and the SiriusXM app where they play their podcasts, I guess it's bringing people to their apps. But if they're putting them out on all the platforms... They are making money from the uh, from the ads, but then they also still got to pay Conan all that money. I don't know. I'm not a uh, you know a business person, so I don't. I you know there's ways I understand how they're making money, but they're still paying so much money. Like at least when Howard Stern was going over, they you know they clear it like that he hadn't been on there yet there, and they probably knew in that first year and probably even first contract he wasn't probably going to bring in a hundred mil himself to even make it even but they knew he would bring a ton of freaking people over to Sirius XM I don't know if these podcast deals will be doing that but they're I guess they're making money in all sorts of ways now that I just don't even understand but you know what I don't really give a shit about the Obama's shit but uh I guess I'm happy for Conan I do like Conan don't really like his podcast. It's just like all the other ones where I just don't find him very entertaining. But uh, I don't know. I do like I liked his late night show. I like he seems cool as a person. So yay for Conan! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go on to uh, my next subject here, my next topic. And I'm going to be talking about the uh, sitcom Family Matters. That was the show with uh, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, Steve Urkel. And apparently just a few days, 70 days ago, uh, there's a, on YouTube at least, there's a video here, June 18th, Family Matters, Reginald uh, Val Johnson admits working with Jaleel White was a little difficult. So Jaleel White was, you know, the one that played Steve Urkel. And apparently, they're, you know, they're trying to get clickbait out of this. I watched the video. He was saying, yeah, I'm a little difficult, but he he, he liked him. But, you know, he was just a kid, too. I, I'm sure any kid is probably a little difficult to work with, especially he made him the, you know, he ends up being the star. From what I think I heard, he wasn't even supposed to be a main character on Family Matters. And then, you know, I, I guess because people liked him, he was funny, he... You know, he's just the goofy nerd. He ended up getting more and more popular. At the end of the series, you know, he was like the, almost the only character there. He played himself. He, he you know, he played uh, Steve Urkel. He played Stefan. He played his cousins. I think he had a couple cousins on there. He played, like, mo- most of the people. Apparently, in real life, uh, they were saying that the mom in the show, she had more of a problem working with him. I... I, she wasn't in the last season from what I hear. I, I'm curious if that was because of him. She was like, well, 
Fuck him. He's difficult to work with, and he plays pretty much every character on the show now. I don't want to stay here, but anyway, this caught my attention. I used to watch this quite a bit when I was younger, so let's see what uh, Reginald Bell Johnson had to say here. When I say the phrase iconic TV dad, how does that make you feel that we're honoring you with this? Old. <laughs> Old. <laughs> I don't have any kids of my own. Oh. And I had to get used to being a father. Because you never would have known. Never would have known. Oh, I missed you so much today, Daddy. Oh, I missed you too. The TGIF classic first premiered in 1989 and went on to air nine seasons. But audiences were first introduced to Carl and Harriet Winslow, played by Joe Marie Payton, in Perfect Strangers. Hey, baby. Hi, sweeters. Now, is that a TV show? I never even heard of it heard of this uh, show. Hi, Balky. Hi, Cub. It was one episode that I had to go do, and we kind of connected. She's wonderful to work with. They decided to put this, these two together and have her own show, and I was her husband. And action. Forget the eggs. <laughs> we never had an argument or anything on the set. Never. 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 Not once, not ever. The same can't be said of Joe Marie and Jaleel White, who played... Oh, this is where we get into it. This is where she's like, he was a pain in the ass to work with. Steve Urkel. You better check that attitude at the door. Okay, that was part of an episode. That's she wasn't saying that to Julia White off the off the camera. He didn't have the etiquette that maybe I and some others had. There was one time. Oh, the thing again. He was he was a little kid when he started the show. Now I, you know I understand you still want him to be respectful and stuff, but I guess you, to an extent you expect a kid to be uh, misbehave. Hopefully he changed his ways towards the end, but I don't know. He actually wanted to physically fight me. Yeah. He wanted to physically fight. Now, I'm, I am curious how old he was when he wanted to fight her. Was he like 10 or was he in the older years where it's like, all right, maybe this guy should be in like jail. You can't go just hitting your coworkers. I was going to go in and whip his behind. I was going to whip his behind. She was going to beat Joe his Marie ass. did tell us during her interview that she didn't have the greatest relationship with Jaleel ah, during mm -hmm. that time. Working with him was a challenge. There were some moments when he was a little difficult, but um, overall, I have nothing but good memories for, for him. Got me cheese. See, and I, he probably realized that, you know, he wasn't bad all the time. He was a kid, as I keep saying. I mean... I don't know. I wasn't on set, so I'm not, you know, I can't speak too much of it, but, you know, it's funny. The, you know, this title here of this video is really a clickbait thing. Family Matters. Reginald Vell Johnson admits working with Jaleel White was a little difficult. It's like, yeah, well, he says he only has good memories of him. I mean, you know, they're trying to get uh, Jaleel White's name out there right now, making him look like a dick, probably, but. So while Family Matters was Jaleel's breakout role, Reginald's was in 1988, playing a different sort of cop. I'm kind of busy right now. I'll talk to you later. Uh, what's wrong? You were cast as Sergeant Al Powell yes. in Die Hard. Yes. Would you call that your breakthrough role? Yes, of yeah. course. I didn't realize it at that time. <laughs> a behind-the-scenes secret? Reginald wasn't the first casting choice. The actor that had that role, the role that I played, was supposed to be... You can say it. Now, can I say it? You can say it. It was supposed to be Gene Hackman. Really? Yes, it was. But uh, something happened and he didn't do it. And they decided to cast an unknown actor. It was the last day of, uh, of the casting. When I went, came into the room, it was uh, Wesley Snipes. And I said, Wes, how you cool, you know? So he said, well, I said, well, can you go first? So he went first and I, I listened at the door to him auditioning. <laughs> I never told him that. I, hope. I love that. Now you know, Wesley, I did that. So Bruce Willis, he said, oh, well, let's get that guy. Uh -huh. And he pointed me out, and that's how I got the role. But, you know, ah. no one knows that. 
They're not really talking about Steve Urkel anymore. What the hell? You got yourself a good they had to put, you know, they they put in the title here was, you know, he, Jaleel White was difficult to work with. And then in the end, they're just like, hey, we got to, we won't stop Man, that. The Urkel comment. Sadly, Bruce recently announced his retirement from acting due to the degenerative. Uh, well, this isn't supposed to be about Bruce Willis, right? It's supposed to be about Jaleel White. All right, but uh, yeah, you can see there that this was just a clickbait title, but. I don't know. I want to talk about it because I watched the show quite a bit when I was younger. Yeah, you know, I guess he was typecasted, Julia White. I don't really understand that with him, honestly, because when you see him without the glasses, with his normal voice and everything, he, he he's like I don't even think of Urkel. And now maybe I think of Stefan a little bit, but I don't even think of Steve Urkel. I, I think I remember him saying like he got typecasted after everyone just thought of him him as Urkel. And I mean, I get that to an extent, but if they were just to put him in a movie playing like a smooth-talking dude, I wouldn't think of Urkel. You know, he did a good job of playing that character, but it's not like, uh, I don't know, it's not like he was uh, that person all the time. Like, it's not like his voice actually sounded like that. It's not like... He, he always wore those glasses. It's not like he wore those clothes all the time. I like, so I don't know. I think maybe maybe he would have done all right in the acting industry if more roles took him. I did think it was kind of funny. That I remember when I was younger, I liked the movie Big Fat Liar with uh, Frankie Muniz. And he was in that movie, and they were making fun of him in the movie by calling him Urkel and stuff. So I thought that was actually pretty funny. I'm surprised he even took the role at that point. I'm he was like, fuck this. I do not want to be called Urkel. But maybe he needed some money at the time. I saw him on a a YouTube video. Where was he? Oh, he was on an episode of Ridiculousness. I saw it on YouTube with Rob Deerdeck. I was like, what the hell is he doing on Ridiculousness? This is where he's uh this is what he's resorted to. Okie dokes. We're just going to move on to the uh, next subject we got here now. I really don't know. I, I just checked again. I don't think my chat's working. So I'm sorry, people, if you guys are trying to type stuff in. It does this every few weeks. You know what? If it works, put a chat in. It does. You know, on my end, it looks different than usual. Maybe it will work. I was just going to go on to the next subject, but... I think I'm actually going to uh, take a quick break. Let's see. Hold on here. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm going to do Mike Montone again because it's really all I got. I got no trivia. All right, here we go. Enjoy, people. Listen to the Savage Sack Tap. All right, I've got with me radio producer, podcast host, Porn connoisseur, my friend Mike Montone. I want to talk with Mike today because I'm really not a fan of podcasts. I find most of them to be really boring and dull. However, I really like Mike's. It's called The Savage Sack Tap. He's everywhere you can listen to podcasts, so go rate him five stars on Apple Podcasts or download him anywhere else and go to his YouTube page, Mike Montone. You could get the live stream of the podcast there. We'll give him full plugs at the end. But anyway, I wanted him to uh, come on to talk about his podcast so you guys could get a little taste of what you'd get on the show. All right, Mike Monzone, I want to start this conversation off by asking you a little bit about the live stream of your podcast. 
I like the live stream. Anything can happen, and if you mess up, you can't edit it out. But for those that only listen to recorded podcasts, what could you say that would bring them over to the live stream? Well, you know what we do first. Uh, nope. What do we do first? We start the show with big tits right next to my head. Well, if there is one thing I like better than Mike Montone said, it's big tits next to Mike Montone said. So you can either look at me in my snazzy new glasses, or you can look at the, uh, the big ass titties that we got up on screen for you. I think I'll stick with the titties for now. However, it is good to know that if I need a change, you and those snazzy glasses will be there. Thank you very much. Of course, Mike. No thanks needed. Now, there's big tits you were talking about. You said you start the show off with them. But once they go away, how can you get people to stay till the end of the show? What do we do when we get to the end uh, the end of the show? We put a big fat set of tits on the screen. Damn, you really got this live stream thing figured out, don't you? Now, before changing subjects, if you take requests, can we see some Lisa Ann tits on the live stream? Oh yeah, we're doing it. Thank you, Mike. Much appreciated. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about some of the interesting guests you've had on your show. I've seen you've had the household name, JT the Twink, on your show. I am Mike Montone. I'm joined, of course, by my brother, JT the Twink. Oh, damn, Mike, you didn't inform me we were going to be joined by JT the Twink today. While you're here, JT, I actually have a quick question for you. I saw when you farted and destroyed Mike's bathroom and he screamed in agony. Here, actually, I'm going to play the scream real quick. (coughs) Now, I'm a big food person, JT the Twink. Especially pork roll. I love pork roll. So, my question for you is, what did you eat that could have caused that atomic explosion? And I ate, I had a a co-worker of mine made uh, keto Big Macs for us. So, we had that for lunch and I had, I had two or three of them. And uh, you can imagine what it smells like in that bathroom. That was fucking foul. JT, the twink, you monster. Remind me to never share a bathroom with you. But anyway, that's enough talking about JT, the twink's smelly-ass farts. I actually gotta get back to my show, so I'm closing up this conversation now. So to everyone that's listening, if you liked hearing Mike, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Mike Montone. You can watch his clips on there and his live stream. And subscribe to the Savage Sack Tab anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple, give him five stars and leave him a review. Now, Mike, you have content on a bunch of different platforms, so let everyone know where they can find you. Anytime you think of big tits, think to yourself, you know what? I should also check out some of Mike's content. Best way to do that, hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends. Tell them about the place where you can come see a a podcast by a guy in a a Cole Hamels Chugs Cock baseball t-shirt. You can see big tits. We're talking about the issues of the day and salivating over huge tits. My, isn't that a fun thing to do? Uh, Social media, you check me out. Facebook.com slash the Savage Crew, Twitter at Mike Montone, Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler, M O Y L E R. All the links are there in the uh, in the description. Uh, MeatheadMedia.com is my website. You can find that on uh, on the internet is where you can find that. And uh, I have YouTube YouTube page. If you're not watching the stream on YouTube, you can uh, you can also check it out on uh, on YouTube. Again, spread it, share it with uh, with your friends. We've we've got huge tits. Everyone likes big tits. Catch you guys later. Adios. You heard him. Go subscribe to him. And Mike, thanks for joining me on the Frankie D Show. All right, didn't really cut out on me that time. So yeah, just to reiterate that everyone, go look up Mike Montone on YouTube. His channel will be there. You could see the live stream or the clips. And if you're only into audio podcasts. As Mike would say, for those of you that don't like big tits and don't want to see them, then just 
anywhere you listen to podcasts, just type in the Savage Sack Tap. It's a very funny podcast. You all will like it. Now, I did see, I, I don't think my chat's working. If For the people that are here right now, type something in there, it's, you know. You know, if I if I don't respond in a minute or two, I, I guess I can't see them today. It just I don't know looks different sometimes. I know the one day when I said it looked different, people were telling me we cannot uh, we cannot see. You know, we, we you didn't respond to us. You know, when uh, they were typing in, so give me a chat. We'll see. All right, I'm going to uh, go on to my last topic here. And that is about an OnlyFans star. Her name is Lana May. And she's 42 years old. And she says she only dates men that are in their 20s because it keeps her young. All right, so I got a freaking chance, people. Hell freaking yeah. Would have been better if she were a teacher and I were in like high school or something. But hey, I guess then I want to be in my 20s, right? So, yeah, she she ain't bad. She's not bad looking. OnlyFans star. I wouldn't, uh, you know, want to, like, date, date her. It's that she only dates, man. You know, it's not like I'd want to be with her for years or any anything. But, uh, you know, I, she, she seems like she could be a fun time. So, uh, let's see. I got an article on her. Let's see what it uh, says. Actually, wait, before I even get into that, I, I, I scrolled through the article before. And I saw she has a 17-year-old daughter. Before I, you know, even read this, I, I do have to say, what the hell what is her daughter thinking about this? I feel like if I were 17 and I had a mom doing that, like dating dudes around my age, like, you know, if she dates a 20-year-old, that's only three years older than her daughter, I would be like, what the fuck? Don't date people around my freaking age, mom. It, like, you get what is her daughter scared of her mom stealing, like, a potential boyfriend? Like, you know, when she turns 18 especially, she's legal, the 20-year-olds could date her. It's like, you bring a boyfriend around, your mom might be into him, they, you know, they might go for the cougar. Now, I only saw something about the daughter, I don't know if she has any other kids, like, if she has any sons or anything, but I remember, I, you know, I was talking to uh, one woman one day, and she's married, but I guess she has, like, a bisexual bone in her. And she was saying that, you know, she has t- uh, three sons, I think. And she really, she she couldn't hook up with younger dudes because it would feel weird because she has sons. I'm curious if this woman could still hook up with sons, oh, not with sons, ugh, <laughs> could ho- hook up with dudes in their 20s if she had, like, sons that were 17 or 20 and stuff like that because... It would just—it's like my sons are that. I wonder if because she has a daughter, it's different. Maybe she does have sons. I don't know. I haven't really read through the article that well. But I don't know. It says yeah, this woman says she's been a cougar for twelve years, so she's been dating younger dudes for for a while now. So let's let's uh, see what we got here in this article. Only fan star forty two says she only dates men in their twenties because they treat her like a queen and keep her young even though they're closer in age to her 17-year-old daughter than her. You know, it's funny. I don't even think I noticed that the 17-year-old daughter part was right in the title before. But, um, yeah, I mean, they probably treat her like a queen because it's like their fantasy. It's like, oh, my God, I am banging a cougar. And, you know, keeps her young because they're younger dudes. But 
how long do these relationships last? That's the thing, you know. The dudes probably just want to bang her a few times. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to keep dating someone like 20 years older than me. And uh, even her, it sounds like she might want to keep, sounds like she likes to jump around to a bunch of uh, 20-year-old dudes. But hey, what the hell do I know? Let's read the article and see what it says. A mom in her 40s says she is having the best sex of her life after spending the past decade exclusively dating men in their 20s. My God. The hero we did not know we needed. Definitely the one we don't deserve. Lana May, 42, from Los Angeles, claims that having sex with men half her age keeps her looking young. Well, keeps you looking young. I think it probably keeps you feeling young. I don't think looks have anything to do with it, unless you really just wear that much freaking makeup before you see these guys that it makes you look younger. Let's see. And isn't phased that some of her lover's are just a few years older than her teenage daughter, Sasha, 17. Does it bother either of you? Well, it clearly doesn't bother you. You just, you know, you're not phased by it. But, like, if it bothered your daughter, would you stop dating these dudes? Kate Beckinsale's in a similar situation. I mean, her daughter is near the age of the dude she dates. After getting divorced at 30, the mom of one is... Okay, so she is only a mom of one. I spent the last 12 years dating younger men and has sex up to seven times a day. Holy shit. Oh, like the same boyfriend? Or does she have a bunch of like 20-year-olds on speed dial? Lana notes that younger men are better at pleasing her in the bedroom because they are often more open-minded and are up for anything, such as using sex toys and experimenting with kinky outfits. Yeah, this woman really not bad looking. Lana May, for you guys that want to check her out. She's she's good looking. Let's see. More story. The OnlyFans model has noted that younger men make her feel like a queen and she and says she has a glow and sparkle in her eyes after spending one night with them. Is that all she spends with them though? One night? She calls it getting her youth juice. Well, that's uh interesting <laughs> interesting they what is she, just drink it down or she take it from uh, the bottom there? According to the life coach, uh, younger men are kinkier and can also keep up with her high sex drive, which is through the roof at the moment. She meets her young lovers on dating apps. <laughs> I guess I got to get on some dating apps. But adds that she's also uh, frequently picked up by men while out in California. The OnlyFans model said that the younger men make her feel great and added that she gives off this energy, which just attracts more. The 42-year-old also notes that she constantly has younger men gravitating towards her, whether to be on the apps or somewhere in person. If I have uh, young hot guys coming my way, I'm going to say, fuck it and embrace it. Why wouldn't I? It keeps me young. Yeah, why not? I would say the daughter would be the only weird thing. Like, I don't know. It's like, you're you're really that comfortable dating dudes that are around your daughter's age? Another reason Lana claims to love dating younger men is because they are more respectful and life hasn't fucked them up uh, like it has with men in their 40s. Plus, I guess she could even, you know, want to be that awkward if she's double dating with uh, her daughter. Uh, You know, three out of the four people would be around the same age. Many of her lovers are closer in age to her daughter. Alana says she hasn't 
uh, and Lana says she has even had some of her daughter's school friends ask to take me on dates. I really hope that the a next sentence here says if she says yes to these dudes. Because I would be like, what the hell is wrong with your daughter? I, If I were the cat, I'd be like, mom, can you please not date my friends? Like, what the hell? There is a picture and like nice size boobs here. She's showing, you know, she's in the uh, lingerie here, showing her cleavage, faces and bad, you know, she's a cougar. She's a MILF. She has a kid. She's a MILF. All right, looking good. Despite the age difference, the life coach notes that her family supports her choices and said that her daughter and her partner tease me, but it's all in good faith. Okay, until she steals your partner from you, then your daughter's going to be calling you a stupid whore. Uh, Although Lana has received support from her family, she also says uh, she has been shamed by some friends for her unconventional outlook, saying it's been a mixed bag and that people around her often question her and tell her she's wasting her time. Uh, Let's see, I'm almost at the end of this. Uh... The life coach and OnlyFans model notes that it's been inspiring by it's been inspiring others who have been conditioned into thinking this is wrong. Nope, I don't think it's wrong. You want to give me a call? Give me a call. Lana says that she has had recently divorced girlfriends come up to me and say, "Thank you for giving them permission to sl- to sleep with younger men too." I mean, you didn't really need her permission. Let's be for real. How long has she been doing this? And it, well, I mean, you know, you, you've just kind of became somewhat that you're not even famous. I I, I shouldn't even say somewhat famous just because you're on OnlyFans. I mean, you know, even if you're doing this before Kate Beckinsale, let's be for real. Kate Beckinsale, I feel, has to be the most famous milf cougar of like all time so far. Like, you know, she she's just always out there in the media dating younger dudes, and, and then honestly. You know, woman after her started uh, dating younger men. Heck, even Kim Kardashian's, like as I've mentioned in past weeks, she's dating fucking Pete Davidson, who's younger than her. They don't have a huge, huge age difference, but they're probably at least 10 years, right? Let's see. Uh, Lana is now letting everyone in her secret saying, I'm just having fun. I'm so over feeling like I have this dark secret. She added that it's a win-win all around and it keeps her youthful saying that she's inundated with all these young, perfect bodies. So I'm going to make sure I take care of myself too, to keep up. I, I want to see what some commenters have to say. It says, bet she has hooked up with her daughter's male friends. Just gross. Glad she isn't a teacher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very possible that uh, she's hooked up with her, daughter's friends I would say you know that's wrong that's you know it's your daughter's friends let's see Mr. I said I'm gonna be looking for a 25 year old soon what's her daughter looking like <laughs> let's see is there, is there a picture of her daughter here Mr. I just wrote that in the chat so okay I guess the chat is working um okay here's a picture of her daughter and her daughter's only 17 I don't know she needs she needs to grow up a little more. You'd have to look into her, Mr. A. This says another person commented, only fans uh, simulate erotica for cash. Another person said, so much for not wanting to be treated like me. Another person said, I'm in. Another person said, people pay to see this. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pay to see it, but if she just wanted to like bang or something, I'd, you know, I'm down. 
This person said, you have an OnlyFans site. I'm not taking life advice from you. <laughs> this person said, gross. This person said, sad. And this person said, OnlyFans and star really shouldn't be used in the same sentence. Just like every person with a, fo- a phone camera and a $5 ring light is now a model. That is true. Oh, yeah, her name's Lana May. If you guys want to look her up, go look her up. I mean, she's not the hottest freaking, you know, MILF cougar out there, but, uh, you know, she she ain't bad looking, so. Deserves uh, some respect for that. I would still take Kate Beckinsale over her, but that's just me. And uh, Elizabeth Hurley, who I've talked about in past weeks, but I don't think she's a cougar. She's a MILF. But I don't think she's a cure. I don't know. Does she date younger dudes? I don't think so. All right. That is my uh, last topic there. I don't have... I didn't even bother taking a phone number down. I feel like, you know, I've tried calling uh, Winnie Cummings in past weeks. I've tried calling Conan in past weeks. I don't even... uh, Let me see. Maybe I'll try one more time. I say this every week. It's just, what's even the freaking point? All right, I don't remember which one this was. If it was Conan or Whitney. I do have a number here. Hold on. We will. Okay, I should be connected now. We will see if this works. I don't think it will. Come on. Is it going to work? Phone and Google Voice will try to connect you. Frankie D? It's ringing, but the other weeks it hasn't been like, you know, it's been saying this isn't working. Google subscriber you have called is not available. Boo. Okay, I didn't think that worked. I'll have to come up with something else to do at the end here. Alrighty. Well, before I end this, uh, I'll just do my quick plugs and then I'm out. So, if you guys uh, are listening to the Frankie D Show on YouTube right now, make sure you give me the thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to me. Ding the bell and whatever you're supposed to do on YouTube. Make sure you are doing it. If you're listening on any of the audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever the hell you're listening, make sure you follow, subscribe me on there, keep listening. And if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. All right. So I do think next Friday, I think as long as I could do the show, I think I should have a calling guest, change it up a little bit again. If not, I should be back here either way. But, um, yeah. I did, I, I think I said this last week, I did post something on Instagram uh, this coming week, or I think I should be posting something else on Instagram and Twitter. So, if you're not following, follow uh, the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter, like I just said. And, yeah. 
All right, that is it. Well, hope everyone enjoyed the show today. I appreciate you guys. Keep listening. And that is it. All right. Peace.